room is absolutely crowded now. Hayden Winks. You had Sam Darnold. You trade up in round three to get Matt Corral. And now a conditional fifth round pick that can turn into a 2024 fourth round selection to add Baker Mayfield. Um, we've talked about this possibility all summer long, all off season long. It felt like there was a bit of an impasse during this year's NFL draft because the Panthers wanted the Browns to eat a certain amount of cap room. And really it came down to Baker eating about three and a half to $5 million in salary for him to wind up on this Panthers roster. So I've seen a lot of expectations and projections thrown around. We're going to talk about Baker himself, the Panthers offense, DJ Moore, what the trickle down is, the rest of the players, but your instant reactions, Hayden to Baker being a member of the Carolina Panthers. Let's be honest. You're the Panthers guy. Nobody wants to hear my takes. Give us your takes. Come on now. <laughs> well, let's first. Okay. There's multiple layers to start here. Let's first start with Baker as an individual player because he's polarizing. You know, you can look at 2019, you can look at 2020 and then say, oh, 2021, he hit a decline. He played with an injured, non-throwing shoulder and his game fell off to the point where, you know, his pass rating versus the blitz was 80%. You know, 52 uh, passer rating on third down to me. And you know this just talking with me, Hayden, like Baker, the individual talent has never gotten me going for multiple reasons. One, I think he believes he is the most talented quarterback on the field every time he touches it. And he's just simply and purely not. And what Kevin Stefanski and the Browns did to surround him with a lot of talent. I'm not saying from a wide receiver standpoint per se, but running backs, namely offensive line and a play caller who was very successful. Uh, he took them. Yes. And won a bunch of games, leave 29, his career with the Browns, which is great for them. But a lot of that to me was environment and not necessarily the individual talent. And so while some people say they're Jekyll and Hyde in terms of the two versions that we've seen over Baker Mayfield over the last three years, I would just say that this past season just heightened a lot of the concerns and negatives that I saw throughout his entire NFL career. I think it's safe to say that he's a below average starting quarterback, but he is a starting quarterback. And I think this was just the move that the Panthers needed to make. And I actually like what they did this offseason. They could have been way more aggressive in the quarterback market. They kind of let the quarterback market fall to him paying this price tag is not that big of a deal compared to what like Carson Wentz and some of these other quarterbacks are going instead of uh, spending that early first round pick on a questionable uh, rookie quarterback. They invest in the offensive line. That way they can invest in the quarterback position next year. If they need to need to, this is basically just raises the floor to me. You're either going to get a healthier Sam Darnold or you're going to get the Baker Mayfield upgrade. Either way, this, the floor is just way, way higher. I don't think the ceiling got that much higher for this team. This team's going to be, at best fighting for the playoffs, but I think there'd be like a six, seven, maybe eight win team. Uh, but I do think just like in general, the offensive line's way better. Yep. And now you're going to get the quarterback. Even if Sam Darnold was out there, just a healthier Sam Darnold is going to be better than what was last year. It was not only bad quarterback play, but also injured quarterback play. Now you have two viable options, definitely low, uh, like below average actual talents. But I think even that is going to be okay in a relatively bad division with decent enough playmakers and an upgraded offensive line to at least be watchable. So let's ask ourselves who the Panthers want to be this year, because no longer Joe Brady, obviously he was fired halfway through last season. You bring in Ben McAdoo, who I don't think has called plays at an NFL level since the 2017 season. If memory serves me all I've read and heard and chatted with some people close to the Panthers organization is that this offense is going to be very simplified, that 
Ben McAdoo wants to get the football out of his quarterback's hands into playmakers like Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore as quickly as possible and allow them to create yards on their own. That means they have to be, you know, decisive, the quarterback, they have to be accurate. They have to have good protection with that. And at least to me in the back of my head, that means no hero ball. Um, I can go back and I know the game has changed quite a bit, but the last two times, the last two seasons that Ben McAdoo has called plays, it was with the Giants. Eli Manning's time to throw during that time was 2.53 seconds. Okay. That would have been fourth quickest in the league this past season, just behind Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and Tua. I'm not saying like the range of outcomes is there. It's very wide. It is very wide with all of this. My concern with Baker Mayfield is Hayden. He loves to play hero ball. Like Kevin Stefanski was so good at creating answers and outlets for his quarterback wherever he has been. And if Baker, and he did this way too much last season, didn't like that primary option that was there, it's drop my eyes, let me escape the pocket, and let me try to create a big play down the field or create with my feet again as an average to below average athlete. I think that's all going to have to change, and he's going to have to get back to the more simplified version again that we saw earlier in Baker Mayfield's career. Panthers fans are used to it with Sam Darnold. Sorry, let me reset. And let me say with Sam Darnold, he's not good. Sam Darnold played like absolute total crap with the New York Jets. He played like absolute total crap with the Panthers. And while there is double clutching with both Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, like Sam Darnold's at least when his feet, his shoulders and his eyes, they are never working in unison. And I can see a much more consistent outcome from a player. Again, if he's taking the answers at the offensive coordinator creates for him if the play caller creates for him in Baker Mayfield than I could see for a consistent outcome for Sam. Yeah, I agree. I think that's Baker Mayfield's like one notch above Sam Darnold. The offense is going to be very similar. I think that two years ago, the Teddy Bridgewater offense is not going to be the offense that Baker Mayfield is going to have. It's going to be more or less last year's offense, which is going to be a lot of intermediate throws like Baker Mayfield doesn't throw the greatest deep ball, but he likes to be aggressive enough to go beyond 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. You're going to see like a lot of crossing routes and stuff like that from both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, a little bit more aggressiveness than what we were used to uh, last season. So I think that's ultimately a win for DJ Moore. I think for fantasy, I think it starts with him. I moved him up. Uh, we were looking for that wide receiver 15, Josh, on our ranking show. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think I found it. I think I'm going to be going with DJ Moore. I had to drop DK Metcalf down because I thought that the Seahawks might be in play for Baker Mayfield. Now they're kind of running out of room. Um, and just last year, DJ Moore was the wide receiver 10 in fantasy usage. He obviously played below expectations because the quarterback play was so bad. I'm expecting that to be better this year. DJ Moore has a chance to get uh, a little bit better going into what I think it's like year five or so. Um, and he's a positive touchdown regression candidate, something that you're going to be talking about here. He scored four touchdowns last year. He was supposed to score 6.4 based off where his targets were. I can see him being in that six to seven, maybe eight if we're lucky. And I think that we're getting closer to like the wide receiver one, two conversation here, just because the floor is now elevated. If all of you missed our extended wide receiver discussion, there's a full podcast on it. We're going to have some clips on it as well. Um, as Hayden alluded to, the top 14 wide receivers for us are basically set in stone. That tier might end with the two chargers wide receivers and Michael Pittman. And then it's this grouping of at least an ADP and underdog fantasy, Marquise Brown, Cortland Sutton, Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, so on and so forth. 
almost all the way down to, let's say, wide receiver 24. So he and I had been searching for that wide receiver 15. And I'm with you, like moving DJ Moore up from wide receiver 18 ADP to wide receiver 15 makes a ton of sense. Now I've seen a lot of comments, a lot of massive projections of just listing like people have with Allen Robinson and a bunch of other names of all the quarterbacks that DJ Moore has been attached to and saying, well, Baker is just better than all of those. So that means we're going to have the best DJ Moore season of all time. Let me throw the last three years of DJ Moore at you. Okay. 87, 66 and 93 receptions, 1100 yards, 1200 yards, 1100 yards. As we outlined with DJ Moore, what totally has to change our touchdown scored, okay? Because in his career, four years in the league, two, four, four, and four. This is very simplified analysis. That doesn't mean it's false. It's absolutely true. DJ Moore just has to score more touchdowns. Now, Hayden, I think there's a bit of like a chicken or the egg scenario here of, well, did DJ Moore not score touchdowns because the quarterback play was bad? Did DJ Moore not score touchdowns because the Panthers weren't very good or did DJ Moore not score touchdowns because in a condensed field inside the 20 and the 10 yard line, is that potentially where DJ Moore doesn't succeed? And just looking at the last two years, DJ Moore, again, the vast majority of NFL passing touchdowns are scored inside the 20 yard line. He was 45th and 86th in targets inside the red zone. I think there's something there that we need to consider because again, I believe the most receiving touchdowns ever for a pass catcher attached to Baker Mayfield has also been six during his time in the league. We'll take six touchdowns. That's at least to get him up a little bit. But don't I, I don't mean, you get what I'm saying? Like, again, yeah. in order to go from the wide receiver 18 where he's being drafted, and I think very nicely we have him as the wide receiver 15, but I've seen some wide receiver 11 and 10 projections. In order for him to be a top 12 wide receiver, he has to hit double-digit touchdowns this season easily. Yeah, and I don't really want to be drafting Baker Mayfield, and I would rather just chase the Mike Williams ceiling because at least I have the excuse to now dra draft Justin Herbert. So I can't get him up above that name. DJ Moore is an athletic guy. I think he might have more chances for like a 30, 40-yard touchdown than he has in the past. But yeah, maybe his game doesn't fully translate to inside the five-yard line, especially with Christian McCaffrey back. By the way, in my fan updated fantasy rankings, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm putting Christian McCaffrey as my number one overall player. I'll embrace the variance. I don't feel as bad as I could have going into this season about what this offense is going to look like. He now has a better offensive line and a more stable quarterback environment. It's time to move him back up. His usage numbers, all, all that stuff was last uh, that he had last year was basically as good as it was the previous year. She's got to stay a little healthy. I think that Christian McCaffrey still has the highest upside um, quickly John Robbie Anderson. Like he didn't seem like he wanted Baker Mayfield, but I'm sure that they're going to make, make up uh once he lands here, and I think that he's going to be a totally fine pick. I moved him up to like the wide receiver or like into like the 130th overall range. I'm like 40 spots above ADP. He's going to be out there. It's going to be him in Terrace Marshall. And I think that Robbie Anderson is going to remain uh, in two wide receiver sets. And I actually think that Robbie's game and Baker Mayfield's game, more of an aggressive passer, there might be a little better of an intersection here as well. Yeah, I believe Robbie had four more red zone targets than DJ Moore in 2020. I've seen some massive Robbie Anderson takes now where I believe ETR, our buddies over there, now have him as the 105th overall player in their rankings, which is about 65 spots, 67 spots ahead of ADP. That's massive. Um, I'm a big Robbie Anderson fan. I, again, just a couple years ago, he was 
a thousand yard receiver, he's going to be everyone's favorite sleeper now. And I, I totally get it again. If, if I just had to project where this offense is going to be, it's going to be a lot of screens to Christian McCaffrey, some creative stuff as well. And to me, it's going to be a lot of stuff over the middle of the field and then short to intermediate game. And that's really where DJ Moore can thrive with yards after the catch. And Robbie did some great work in the slot a couple of years ago. And in shorter receptions, his dot drastically dropped in his first year with Joe Brady. And it resulted in a career year, basically. And, and you outlined it like offensive line improvements, if they work from the jump, should be just a huge boost overall for the Panthers offense. Now curveball at you, Hayden. The Panthers didn't want to pay any of this. The Browns are paying 10 and a half million Baker's eating three and a half million. And the Panthers are only paying $5 million in this. Is that one because they knew there were really no other suitors that has come out from Charles Robinson and multiple people that the Seattle Seahawks were never interested in this. They knew that they just could be patient and pay what they wanted to pay. And that's it. Or does that kind of signal? We always talk about money in relation to how teams view players. Baker Mayfield even locked in for the starting job here. I wouldn't say he's locked in. I, w- I would make him the favorite. I wouldn't say it's it's locked in by any means. They're going to go out there and compete. It seemed like the, the Sam Darnold buzz from this offseason was better than it was previously. I mean, we'll figure it out then. I don't think that Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield were going to be on our fa- on the fantasy radar. I just know that the fact that, that both of them are in town is good news for the rest of the skill group. I see people in the chat. I've never seen this name in our in our chat. Tommy Tremble. They're looking for Tommy Tremble analysis. I'll give you yeah, something man. quick. We were both fans of Tommy Tremble coming out. He's a, a good athlete. He was definitely very raw. He was also probably the best uh, run blocker in the group. Apparently that he's kind of uh, taking that second step in his second season. And I heard a beat reporter saying that he's a potential breakout candidate. This is like one out of every 50 drafts on best ball mania three. That's all you need. But I'm actually very intrigued uh, with Tommy Tremble. And I'm glad the chat is a, uh, Name dropping him. The only curveball on that is they gave Ian Thomas a massive contract before uh, free agency Terrible. even started, which uh, still I'm I'm kind of scratching and and rubbing my head on because Tommy Trimble is the athletic day three tight end that they took a couple of years ago, and that's exactly how you should invest in in a bunch of of those selections. And hey, man, I'm going to continue to throw out Terrace Marshall's name because he lit it up in training camp last year. He's lighting it up already in in OTAs. He lit it up at LSU both as an outside and slot wide receiver and is that versatile outside to inside player. Um, and he's going undrafted in everything right now. I, I moved in him everything. up a couple spots. Are you a little nervous that uh, Rashard Higgins and Baker Mayfield have a little chemistry? Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. In fact, if, if I if I pull this up, I believe on third downs last season, uh, Rashard Higgins led all Baker Mayfield targets uh, – in in that area and in that situation of the game so yeah there, there's a maybe the panthers this was predetermined this was pretty getting his favorite wide receiver out there because we know certainly jarvis landry and odell were not those yeah that's certainly true okay last little thing i have for this situation is kind of like what's the next domino to fall in the quarterback market uh because right now it's basically jimmy g and is he going to go to the browns if deshaun watson suspension uh leaks maybe like by like july 25th somewhere in that range is he is Jimmy G going to return back to the 49ers. Does that mean he's going to be the starter or the backup? Are they just going to release him straight up and he's going to be free to sign elsewhere? What are the Seahawks doing? Are the Seahawks actually serious about this Drew Locke, Geno Smith thing? Yes. Or are they hoping? I, I'm wondering if they're hoping that Jimmy G gets cut and then they sign him. Right. You know? And, and, and it, sounded like, it sounded like they were only in on Baker if he was going to get cut as well. So they just don't want to dish out anything. Um, I wonder, do you think the 49ers would cut Jimmy G if he if they knew that he would go to their rivals? No, I... I think Kyle has a bit too much of an ego just to let a guy that he went to 
the Super Bowl with go for nothing. Um, what the 49ers are slow playing this for is someone to get injured a la Teddy Bridgewater a few years ago and the new deal, Sam Bradford. And that Maybe is what happened with Deshaun. Right. And something could always happen. Freak injuries always happen in, in training camp. I'll say this for where the Panther strengths are. I thought that Jimmy G would probably be a better fit than Baker Mayfield, but obviously the, the organization did not. I don't think there's really anything saying in the way of Trey Lance starting the season. You keep peddling this. You just did at this moment. 10%, 15%. I'm That's pretty high. 10 to 15% is pretty high. I still hey. have Trey Lance above market. Draft him in ADP. Because we're playing for the ceiling, and Trey Lance has that ceiling. But I, I do think that it would have been better news if this was Jimmy G going to the Panthers, not Baker Mayfield. One of the, one of the chairs just got ripped out from, from this little dynamic. I'm, I'm with you. It's probably going to be the Browns or get cut or somebody's going to get hurt and then we'll find a Jimmy G spot. But right now it's at least looking a little bit uncomfortable. Like where is the team that's going to make an aggressive trade offer? And I'm, I'm going to be looking for reports. Are the 49ers going to cut Jimmy G if they cannot get a trade offer? And I, I don't know that answer yet. I think we're going to find that out in the next couple of weeks. And again, Panthers are only paying $5 million and a conditional fifth rounder in 2024 that if he plays basically at all, Baker Mayfield becomes the uh, the fourth rounder. On top of this, the Panthers play the Browns in week one. You know, Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett going up against rookie Icky Iquanu and also Taylor Moten at right tackle spot. Baker just cannot hold on to the ball, man. He has to get rid of it. And as I said with touchdowns, because again, I've seen DJ Moore, top 10, top 11 ranked wide receivers out there. The guy has to have more than four touchdowns this year. It's simple analysis, Hayden, but I think it's absolutely fact. He doesn't have to catch more passes. He doesn't have to hit 1,100 yards. He's already done that in three straight seasons. Get me six points, you know? And as Rich pointed out, the Panthers have had more rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns in three straight seasons. For some added context, no other team has had back-to-back seasons with more rushing touchdowns ever passing touchdowns since 2010. So, hey, your favorite word, regression. It's time for DJ Moore. That or uh, just keep drafting CMC first overall and play for the outside. (laughs) That's a good point. Okay, this was fun. Appreciate you all tuning in. Go and check out the rest of the videos that we have. We have all the rankings on wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, some shorter ones as well. Plus, we're going to have sleepers tomorrow for wide receivers, and we just did that for running backs. All right, everyone. Appreciate you, Kevin, Mark, Tony, Anthony, Kevin, Baltimore, Lundar, all of you. We will. Talk to you all soon. See you.